Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. I'm okay. You keep swapping me around. It confuses me what's going on. Because you're leading the show tonight, so you should be on this side and I should be here. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. But so, no, yeah. how, how have you been? Yeah, not too bad. Just come back from a couple of days off. Uh, went to a nice caravan park and just chilled out for a weekend. So it was nice. Nice. And then we're back into the swing on the podcast. Another great guest. So An know. amazing guest. I've like I've watched this guy and I think it's batshit crazy what he does. So this is gonna be like an unreal uh conversation tonight. So and we've got yeah. a lot of people in the room, which yeah, is so nice. Can we say some hellos quickly? Yes, uh so we have Claire. Good evening, Claire. We've got Sarah in the room. Yep, there's Sarah. This must all be Danny's fan club. <laughs> Lynn. How you doing? We've got we've got quite a few. Lisa, Gina, uh, Facebook user, the trusted Facebook users in there as well. Yeah. Hope everyone is doing well. Um, so as you know from you know uh, the adverts, we have Danny Moss joining us in a moment. Um, what can you say about Danny Moss? He's done a hell of a lot. Um, some great stuff he's done over the years. And I know you've been excited about having a chat with Danny, haven't you? So. Mate, uh, like I say, I've watched several videos. We've got a few clips for tonight as well. That grey doll freaks the hell out of me. Uh, I so want to go to the hotel and uh, meet her myself. But like some of the videos that I've seen where Danny's like chatting to this doll is unbelievable. So well, you know what would be great? We'll get to meet him in September. I know. We go to the festival, of the unexplained. I know. I'm going to be a fangirl. You do know that. I'm literally going to be fangirling when I see Danny there. So it's like, that's um, what sold it to me that Danny was going to be there. I was like, yeah, I'm buying my ticket now. That's it. I'm off. It'll be a good event and we'll find out about what Danny's looking forward to. Um, but as always, guys, if anyone's got any questions for Danny that you want to throw in, uh, please do put in the chat and we will get them answered for you. Um, but yeah, do you want to get started? Let's bring the man up. Let's go. Good evening, Danny. How's it going, boys? You okay? All good. Yeah, we're good. How are you? Very good, thank you. Uh, thanks very much for having me on. No, hey, no. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come on, you know, with your busy schedule and everything. You know, we appreciate you taking some time out to come in. Um, as you can see, we've got a lot of people saying hello. We've got Claire, Wendy, Lynn. So thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, but yeah, I'm going to hand it over to Rob to kick the the questions and the interview off. So here you go, Rob. Ball's in your court, my friend. Thank you ever so much. So, Danny, <laughs> as I said earlier, I'm going to fangirl big time when I meet you in September. So for now, I'm going to be professional, all right? Uh, <laughs> tell me, how did you get into the paranormal, mate? Uh, originally, uh, couldn't really give it two thoughts. Never really a, a paranormal type of person. Had a bit of a a thing about maybe UFOs, the, you know, the, the, the thought that what else could be out there in the universe. Uh, but when it came to hauntings and stuff, yeah, I never really gave it a second thought until I had my own experience uh, back in 2007. I was only 17 at the time. And yeah, it was uh, it was that, that moment that kind of sparked off this really, really strange obsession within me that has lasted all this time. And it it just doesn't seem to go away at all. 
Are you allowed to say what kind of experience you had when you were 17? Yeah, I've, I've covered this on air a number of occasions, but it, you know, it, it never really gets old talking about it because it was that big, big moment that everyone needs to have to really sort of think about the paranormal properly. And I was just in a, a very normal house in a normal town, uh, no real history behind it, quite a modern house. And we heard something out in the hallway, uh, me and my friend, we went out into the hallway and there's a staircase. We literally stood there and listened to somebody running up and down the stairs um, seven or eight times and obviously nobody there. And for me, that was a moment that I just truly couldn't explain at all. Um, I, I couldn't work out in my own head what that was and... I'm still not over it all these years later. It's just a, a moment that has really played on my mind for all these years. And ever since, I've just wanted to witness those moments again, but also capture it on camera. Yeah, you know? that's, yeah, fair enough. And then you've got a hotel where anything and everything happens. So I think you're, uh, yeah, you're doing all right so far, aren't you? Not bad. So from that point, from being 17, going into it when was the point where you wanted to do this professionally like what steps did you go to the thing i want to do this as a career now and how did you get to that from 17 to where you're at now what routes did you have to go down to build your portfolio in the industry uh, so there was two real separate sides to to what i did back then uh, i was i was involved in the tv industry from 15 uh, i was actually an actor so Oh, wow. uh, I did. I did a number of different projects, different shows. Uh, nothing. Nothing major. And I had to really separate that from the, the paranormal. And the paranormal was more of a uh, an obsession to me, more of a, a glorified hobby, if you like. So I, I didn't really want to take it professionally, or didn't really want to go into it seriously. But I just wanted to to do things for myself. So I spent a number of years really sort of, um, I don't know whether training is, is the right word, but gathering experience within the field, going on paranormal events, um, taking on my own little private cases, going and doing as much as I possibly could, but in my own way. And having been on all these events and, and, and done these private cases, I, I, swiftly realized how I wanted to do it and how I wanted to do it differently and what I believed in and what I didn't believe in. So when I saw certain techniques being used on uh, paranormal events, I, I thought to myself, I, I don't want to really do that. I would rather do it this way. And it was more of just a, a self journey that I went on to progress myself in the field. And then, um, sort of from there I, I stepped into the the tv side of things and i uh, was very lucky to be sort of recognized by a number of, of different producers and production companies channels that that saw something in in my investigations that they thought could work with television and, and that's how it all started really well, that, that's uh, that's amazing um and you know being in the paranormal field i We've spoken to a number of people in the field and the background, their backgrounds are very different. And, you know, people's beliefs in their like family circle, uh, uh, there's a lot of different 
you know, sort of what they say to the paranormal. What were your family and friends like when you started getting more and more involved in the paranormal? Did you have people who were like, what do you think you're doing? You should leave this alone. How was their, like, their thoughts of you going into this sort of industry? I, so, I mean, my immediate family, my, my, my dad uh, was probably like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, typical sort of uh, British bloke. Um, my mum was, you know, she, she's kind of quite open to it, really. That, you know, 50-50. My sister, um, who actually still works with me on one of my shows now, uh, oh, was wow. also involved in the TV industry as well. She was uh, involved in behind the scenes for for certain horror shows and things like that. So she's always been into paranormal stuff. So she was immediately on board with me. Um, and then my my friends are very sort of lad lads. It's it's all football and beer. So um, they still think I'm an absolute wacko to this day. They they don't <laughs> understand it at all. But in honesty, I, I really love that, and I love being able to separate my personal life away from the paranormal with people who are not involved in the paranormal at all uh for me that is is one of the most important things about what i do no, de definitely so are you a football fan i am indeed okay now this is going to be a big question this might end the whole of the podcast who do you support i'm a liverpool fan i am a cop i oh, so we got you the first game of the season then Oh, Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it should be, yeah. All right, okay, cool. Right, we're, that's the end of that then. <laughs> end of that one. Uh, yeah, it always sparks off a debate for you talk. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, you know, it's all right. Paranormal football, it all goes. So we have a question here from Claire who wants to know, what is on your T-shirt? My T-shirt is a t-shirt that says triangulated evidence it was uh, made by a couple of uh, fans who come to the hotel quite a lot uh, emma thornton uh she's she's made a number of, of really cool t-shirts to do with uh stuff that goes on at the hotel and stuff that obviously she sees us say uh, and one, one of my biggest uh, phrases in the paranormal is is triangulated evidence it's something i i constantly search for oh, wow. okay Cool. Cool. Well, we are getting lots of questions in as well, so uh, I'll let Nando ask his, and I'll choose a few of these to. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so you were just talking about the hotel, my haunted hotel. Um, how did that come about? Like, how was it something that you seek the location, or did someone approach you about doing something with this location? Yeah, so Harry Achilleos, who is the owner of my haunted hotel, he has been involved in the paranormal for. For many years, he had his own team and uh, he bought the old King's Head, which is my haunted hotel, um, simply for the project that you see now. Um, there's been some changes to that project, but it was his idea and it's been an idea that's been 10 years in the making. And um, he, I, I've known Harry for a number of years. I've ran multiple investigations. I've filmed two different shows at the location and uh, when he brought Brett Jones, who's the third partner in the business, on board, uh, then they they asked me to come along as well, which I, I feel very, very grateful for. Um, I'm very, very lucky to be involved in such a, a unique project and a project that is really 
making a, a huge name for itself and um, having just been a, a year old now and that, that's how it all started and it's going incredibly well I, I couldn't wish to be involved in in a better project well, you, you can see from the videos that you post on social media and the actual show you know some of the evidence that's been getting caught um it's absolutely amazing um you know but for you when you went into this then um as uh as a business did you go and investigate yourself first to determine like is this something you think you can do like work with or you know did you do your own sort of investigation before actually starting the my horton hotel yeah so the old king's head has always been known as a, a haunted location um there's actually a possibility that the uh, the first accounts of hauntings go all the way back to the mid 1600s um when a guy actually buried a sword and slippers in the building because obviously it was a very superstitious time back then and the, and the belief system of of burying pieces of clothing or it, it, cats um is a, is a prime example they believed that they were experiencing some kind of of haunting or evil spirits if you like and uh that's what happened back in back in the the location in the mid 1600s so it is very possible that whoever was there at the time was experiencing unexplainable activity and it, it has been known for its hauntings for many 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 years and harry did his own investigations before he bought the building and the idea of setting up 24-7 surveillance is just really, really paying off. And it's it's a it's a simple idea, but when you actually really delve into how much work is involved, you start to realize why so many locations are not doing it. Um I think I think you know, we're we're the only one, one of the very few in the world that have 24 7 surveillance with monitoring 24 7 as well and then we're the only show in the world that actually documents it 24 7 and creates a paranormal show which is now the world's most documented ongoing paranormal investigation where real people are coming in to investigate and have these experiences and have it all covered with every single angle of the building monitoring. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. And the real life big brother, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> big, big brother's watching. And just so quickly, before we go to the um, viewers' questions, you, you said we were briefly talking in the background before we started. And I asked you, do you feel that there's multiple spirits in this location at my hotel? Do you think, like, and this could be with any location, do you think spirits can acknowledge each other? Or do you think that they're just playing their own motions and doing their own thing, but don't acknowledge each other on the other side? I, I believe that I've seen it once happen on one occasion. Um, and it happened at, at Pendle Hill when we were filming um, The Haunted Hunts there for Amazon Prime. And we captured a residual conversation, or I say a residual, it was probably actually more along the lines of intelligent, where two female voices were captured talking to each other in 17th century English dialect uh, about us in the room. 
Uh, so, yes, I, I absolutely think it's possible. Does that happen at, at the hotel? I'm not sure. Um, very, very possibly, but we don't have sufficient evidence to suggest that multiple spirits on different time levels are interacting with each other. Um, but this is the whole point of why it is ongoing. We, we need to really test this theory. They're building up a story, aren't you? Like building up, you know, so much evidence. Um, but yeah, that, that's great. Did you want to choose some comments from the yeah. few? So we got one here from Lynn. Danny, what would you do if you weren't doing anything paranormal? Would you do photography? She's asked. <laughs> Never really thought about it, in all honesty. Um, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't really picture myself doing anything other than this job. Um, it, it's consumed my life for <laughs> the last 10 years. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm kind of destined to do this. So, saying, leading on from that, when you were at school, you say obviously 17 was when you had your first experience. What was your plan at a young age to do before you had your experience? What job did you want to do? Well, I was going into the acting industry. Um, I was taken on by uh, multiple agents at uh, quite a young age, and uh, I got my first gig on Hollyoaks. Um, oh, right. episodes, yeah, quite a young age. So... Uh, it, it kind of it, that was the that was the 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 idea really. But the acting industry is very 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 difficult to to break through in, and I um, swiftly lost my love for it. I think I maybe got into it too young, um, and and once I had this paranormal experience for me, I, I just it, like I said, it consumed me. Um, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. it it became a real obsession of mine. Um, and although I hate this job sometimes, it's still a, a massive obsession of mine to to continuously capture evidence or um, figure out new techniques and play with different types of, uh, you know, digital voice recorders, different gadgets. It's It's just a real passion of mine. So was it true that you were on Shameless as well? <laughs> yes it was yeah <laughs> i did try and hunt for clips but i couldn't find any so you're safe we're not going to bring that up no don't worry it was only one episode uh i had a i had a shaved head so i played a, a prisoner in a in a youth camp <laughs> oh wow I, that's amazing <laughs> so we've got a question from sarah evans hi hi danny out of all the places you have been to which one left its mark on you or which one left its mark Pendle Hill, Pendle Hill probably uh, was the the one that, that really left its mark on me. Um, I think I actually had the blues when we finished filming that that series because uh, we were there for an entire week and it, it was a week that felt a month long. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I think it's the only the only show I've done where I've actually had um, the blues after filming and. and really wanted to go and do it all again it was uh, an amazing place an amazing time and i would urge everybody to go to pendle hill at some point in their lives and, and witness the the unique atmosphere there uh, have you ever, ever had an attachment danny no 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 um i wouldn't say i'm very skeptical when it comes to that kind of thing um obviously i do 
I'm not in a position to ever rule that out, but it's never something that's happened to me. I don't think it will ever happen to me. Um, I think a lot of claims of spiritual attachment do not have the evidence to support it. Um, and whilst I'm never going to say, oh, I don't believe I don't believe you, if, you know, if, if someone makes that claim, you have to have the evidence to back that up, in my opinion. It's, it's, a, it's a big claim to make. And for me, when I finish work, um, I, I step out of it completely and, and just go to very, very normal way of living. Um, so I, I don't really believe that it will ever happen to me. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we've got a question from Lynn Peters. Danny, Danny, what part of your journey has been your favourite so far? I, I would say right now. I would say uh, right now as we sit here, uh, being part of my haunted hotel um, has really just been a, a breakthrough for me on a personal level. Just um, not, not, be, not for because it's a popular show, but because on an evidence point of view, it, it has been really amazing and just to to work with two guys who i really really get on with and who are very similar to me in in the way mm. i think about things um it, it's thoroughly enjoyable and I, i've i've enjoyed working on every show that i've done um but it, i've really sort of i've really come into my own now in in the way that i want to work and the way that I believe is is necessary to try and move the paranormal forwards, and it's a it's a fight I'm constantly having it's to try and take the entertainment tag out of paranormal television and make people realise that you can have a show that is real but can be entertaining in other ways in you know in in comedy maybe or in history, um, yeah. but unfortunately. I, I believe that audiences around the world have been led to believe in certain shows and that if you now don't have evidence happening in every single episode and the holy shit moments and the what the fuck, dude, um, it gets called boring. And, and unfortunately, that's really damaging the industry, really, really damaging the industry. And... Uh, I think I speak for many people where, because I see it, I see this thing getting said that people are now finding paranormal television boring and samey and everything is the same and it's all this demons and things like that. It's, it's it, I just think something new needs to happen. There's just so many angles you can go down with, with the paranormal. Um, I really enjoyed... A, a, um, a shock doc that was released a couple of Halloweens ago from a production company called Big Little Fish, who did uh, The Curse of the Highgate Vampire. Um, and although the, the, the investigation side of it wasn't very enjoyable to watch, the actual episode was was fascinating because it, it spoke to real eyewitnesses and it spoke to real people and had real archive footage. And I think there's that many cases in the UK and beyond that are so well documented and historical that why can't we produce a show that that covers that i think everybody would want to see that right but 
we we, do, we we unfortunately see, and it's social media is a big one. We see it on every paranormal group page. Is that I, I believe I've got a demonic attachment? Why? Because Ghost Adventures told you you've got a demonic attachment. <laughs> it, do you know? I, I say that quite often. Like I think TV as a whole, not saying but but they as soon as something happens, they're very quick to say the demonic. This is demonic. That's demonic. This is a demon. You know, but in your experience, you know, you've been doing this for a number of years now. Do you think that you've ever come across a demonic entity in the whole time that you've been doing the paranormal? I don't have the evidence to 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 say that I have captured anything that is a hundred percent demonic. I I can't sit here and say that because I've come across something which is a very well known case of mine with the, with the grey doll which is probably the closest thing that I've ever experienced to do with that. Uh, and some of the, the activity that happens with that item certainly has all what, what you would believe to be a, a demonic manifestation in terms of what you're led to believe. But I can't sit here and say there is a demonic attachment attached to the grey star. I just can't do that. It's, it's, I don't have the proof of that. Um, I don't like you've just said it, people are too quick to label things demonic and there is simply not enough evidence to to back that up what I would love to do is a documentary into the Vatican and the wow. hidden cases of the Vatican and I really delve into their archives of demonic possession and the rite of exorcism yeah, you, that would be a great location to investigate, definitely. Do you think the Americans, like certain channels that you've already mentioned, um, Mr. Baggins show, do you think they make it a lot harder for us because we're in the UK and we don't over-exaggerate everything over here, but obviously the likes of him and Ghost Adventures, it just, as you say, everything's demonic. And Do you think that makes it harder for us as paranormal investigators? I think British audiences in general are more sceptical than an American audience. Um, we've had Americans and Canadians come to the hotel and their way of working paranormal-wise is very, very different to ours. Um, but you've still got people like, um, you know, I, I speak quite on a regular basis with a, a guy called Rob Demarest, who you might remember from Ghost Hunters International. Uh, he was a lead investigator. And he is one of the most sceptical guys now. And he openly comes out and says that, you know, he, he doesn't have he doesn't have that job anymore, probably because of, of what he's saying now. Um, I, I think, look, it's not, it's not my place to sit here and talk about Zach Bagans and, and Ghost Adventures. It, it's really not. Um, what he's doing... He's made a huge success of, and fair play to the guy, absolutely. But how many people can sit here and say that they believe 100% everything that's going on there? Um, I just don't think it needs to happen. I, I think we need a show that clearly debunks stuff on camera for audiences uh, and isn't afraid to do that. And... If I can make it my mission to do that, I will do. This is why I was so happy to be a part of Paranormal Capture because you clearly had guys like Dr. Cal Cooper um, sat in a chair saying, 
oh, well, well, this could be happening or that could be happening and debunking the investigator's work, which is absolutely fine with me. That's no problem. Um, we ourselves sat there and debunked each other's work and it was all very healthy, but it, it, we need a show like that. And, and anybody who disagrees, then you, you're watching Paranormal for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I, I think that is an important part, especially when you're spending up to, you know, six to eight hours at a location and something happens. You need to be mindful of the, the location, your surroundings, what can be, you know, like sounds. It, when it travels, it changes, you know. So I agree with what you're saying, that you've got to be prepared to even debunk your own stuff. Um, you know, And I think that would be a great way of, you know, portraying that on TV. Like you think you've caught something, but allow people to see that you know you're going to debunk it if it's not real and then they can see that you're providing a true investigation but just ask for you um don't, you, you're doing this pretty much 24 7 especially with my haunted hotel with editing investigations does it take a toll on you or do you, is there a routine that you take to get yourself in the right frame of mind because going into the paranormal you don't know what to expect what can happen you know so do you have a routine to a lead up to investigation and what's your routine out of the investigation so how do you detox yourself from after doing a heavy week with my hotel for example yeah i mean it's it's an absolutely knackering job to be fair um this is why i'm kind of stepping back from the event side at the hotel because there were some days i was doing 15 hour days like i'd wake up um at half past eight i'd work all the way through till about half four five have a couple of hours and then I'm at the hotel till two o'clock in the morning. Um, and it, it, that's too much. It's that's, that's far too much work to be doing. Um, so, I mean, I tried, I try to live a very healthy lifestyle. Like I, I try to exercise as much as possible. I eat really clean. Um, that's what I do outside of investigations. But like I said earlier, when I'm not doing this job, I try to just live a very normal life. Like, I enjoy going to the pub with my mates. Uh, I enjoy watching football, uh, you know, the Grand Prix at a weekend. You know, just just very normal kind of lifestyle outside of, of the paranormal. And because I do think sometimes it's an extremely toxic environment to be in. And if you let that consume your personal life as well, it becomes very very unenjoyable very quickly and i think that's why a lot of people leave the paranormal because uh, they don't realize that it can be a bit of a bitchy community and a bit of a competitive industry to be in um so yeah i mean that my advice to anybody out once you're not investigating just live your life outside it and, and shut yourself off from the paranormal good good um tracy has sent us a, a question What's your favourite piece of paranormal equipment? Uh, I really, really do love uh, working with a, a H4 Zoom mic. Um, it, it's a very enjoyable piece of equipment to work with simply because uh, I plug in external Rode microphones to it as well. So I have sometimes can have three microphones all in separate rooms running at the same time. Um, right. So the, I, I really enjoy working with that. Uh, many people know the device that I created a, a number of years now, um, a number of years ago called the Intravox, which is a, a white noise frequency emitter. Um, 
that's a, a very, very good piece of equipment. I've captured some of my finest evidence through that thing. But I mean, you have to you have to really look at things. What do you capture evidence off the most? Cameras. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But with, with using with cameras, um, uh, a lot of people will see what they call a light anomaly or an orb. What are your thoughts when it comes to to say you're filming? You, you've suddenly you're, got a... you're fishing, Nando. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but what's your thoughts on that? I, I how do I put this um, correctly? <laughs> I mean, I, I make no secret my thoughts on orbs. Um, people believe in them, unfortunately, um, but. Science has proven time and time again that orbs are not a paranormal phenomena. Um, they can all be explained somehow uh, in, in some way or another, uh, whether it be an insect, whether it be a cobweb, whether it be a dust particle, whether it be uh, a bit of lens flare. It, it, there is so many explanations. I mean, people have shown me I'm not over-exaggerating. I must have had over a 1,000 pictures of orbs sent to me uh, in the last two years alone, and not one has been paranormal. Um, not one. So I think what, what people need to understand is that I work with night vision cameras every single day, um, and I know everything that can cause these light anomalies, and I see it at the hotel all the time because you're in a 400 year old building um, and people will go, oh, well, that one moves in different directions and that one changes color. They change color because they start reflecting off other light sources in the room. Uh, they change direction because of natural airflow in the room. Um, it's just so easy to debunk. And in the latest series of, of the Haunted Hunts, when we revamped the show, it was very, very important straight away that we started to show how to do this so i have my crew members banging pillows in in rooms um and, and quickly showing what causes these light anomalies to happen um the first episode we were sent footage from castle cottage um down in, in near salisbury yeah. and immediately we were able to debunk it straight away we went into the location and we showed what it was that was causing these light anomalies and i just think are we not in a modern enough era now to step away from the whole orb theory, which is so most haunted 2004? Um, it really, really is. And I just don't understand for the life of me how people are not just waking up to it. And people people will disagree with me because once you, once you tell someone what they believe in isn't real, they, they, they can't take it and it's absolutely fine but like this is what we do at my haunted hotel we've just done two episodes on mediums and uh ouija boards two of the most controversial subjects in the paranormal now mm -hmm. i've worked with some incredible mediums in the past but there is a hell of a lot of self-proclaimed mediums out there who chat absolute bollocks in my opinion and we invited four of them to the hotel they had no idea what they were turning up for. And we were so easily able to 
debunk what they were doing. And Ouija boards, we had we invited two women in on a casting call who had no idea what we do at the hotel. We planted multiple fake names to see if they would come up on the Ouija board. And what happened? They came up on the Ouija board. Um, nobody else, nobody's doing this. Nobody is is making content like this to go, guys. Just when you look at it from a more skeptical point of view, can you open your eyes a bit more as to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing mediums at all. That's not what I'm doing. But I have seen the dangerous effect that some self-proclaimed mediums have had on people, saying to them you have a, an attachment of a little girl following you. You have a demonic attachment in your house. Where's the proof? Where's the proof of this happening? And then that affects homeowners. That affects people. I had one on the Haunted Hunts group page, my team's own group page. I had a woman come on, posted a picture of what was motion blur with her hand, and a self-proclaimed medium came on and said, I sense a woman with you. How can you send something from something on Facebook? It, and then to, you don't understand the effect that could then have on this lady who posted that picture, who may, for the rest of her life now, think that she has got the attachment of a lady following her around everywhere she goes. It's so dangerous and so unethical. No, no, I agree. It's, you know, like, like you're saying, when they're saying about the demonic entities, you know, how, how do you determine a demonic entity to a, a, a pissed off spirit, shall we say? You know, it, it's one of those subjects that there's no physical proof that you can actually say this is definite. Well, that's my opinion anyway, but, you know, people but where, where does it say this is definitely demonic? Because my wife says it as well. Sarah says it. Oh God, if, a, if a spirit was pissed off in life, it's more likely it's passed over pissed off and it's just got that bad attitude you know so absolutely absolutely it's it's a it's a hard one it's definitely a hard one to determine Ross, so, are you gonna say something mate yeah yeah we've got a great question here it's from facebook user so i'm not sure who it's from but it says what is your best poopy and pants moment <laughs> various experience that's that sounds like a sarah question does I, I think it might be but yeah what's your your best poop in your moment oh, i've had a few to be fair <laughs> i think because because i am quite skeptical about stuff when it, when i see something i can't explain it's a mixture of utter excitement but also like holy shit like wow that that has actually just happened um I, you know, at the hotel, there, there's been some real bad moments at the hotel that have happened. And it's like, I've just lost my head with it because, and, and it has, I've, I've come home then and been unable to sleep for a few hours because I can't process what's just happened. Uh, and for, for investigators, you guys will know that when those moments happen, they can play on your mind for a while, mm. but you then want that experience again and again and again. It's like, it, it hooks you. It, uh, it definitely does hook you, and then especially when you're trying, you're replaying it. Did it really happen? You always question: Was that really real, or was that my mind playing tricks on me? You go through that motion, don't you? Like trying to, you know, try and make sense of it, but sometimes you just can't. Yeah. So we we've got a video here, and there's a couple of questions about the grey stole. So um, we've got a video here. It's a minute, just over a minute long, and it's the one where 
you're going absolutely crazy. You're having a bit of a meltdown. So we'll play the video and then you can explain to everyone after what happened and what your thoughts were at the time. Harry returns to room three, but in room eight, I am about to have a complete meltdown. And at this point, I truly believe that the multiple entities attached to the Greystall are targeting me, and no amount of skepticism will disprove what is about to happen. Is this it? Is this it, Jeanette? Is this it? Don't you fucking speak to me! had just called me by my surname and I erupt in anger. This has happened on previous occasions at Tatton Old Hall, the Greystall's previous home. Three minutes later, something all too familiar happens. Is this it? Is this it, Jeanette? Is this it? Don't you fucking speak to me! She clearly said your surname. Wow. Yeah. That was epic. <laughs> I must admit, when I saw that clip, I was like, I don't know if I want to go there and meet that doll. But then a part of me was like, yes, you do want to go and pay to go to the hotel and see the doll. So talk to us. What, what was going through your mind at that point? Uh, it was all a bit of a blur, to be honest with you. <laughs> um I mean, obviously, the episode um, is, is part of the My Haunted Hotel uh, VHX subscription, so not everyone will have seen this. You have to kind of be a subscriber to see it. But for those who have, uh, they will know that, that Harry, Brett, and I locked ourselves in the hotel, uh, and we were all separated in, in individual rooms. Now, the Grey Stall has been a part of my life since uh 2018 uh when it when it obviously all happened uh i won't go into all that now it's, it's well documented the, the, the kind of uh, story behind the gray stall you can find that on the my haunted hotel youtube um me and this item have a very very strange relationship should i say and <laughs> when i talk about it 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 physically makes me cringe because it defies all my skepticism it just blows it all out the window because i don't really believe in haunted artifacts but this thing is absolutely a haunted artifact um and i can say it because the evidence over the last however many years has has backed this up time and time again yeah People who have worked with this item, skeptics, believers, just any type of person who's, who's from any background that's worked with this has never been able to give an explanation for what goes on with it. Um, and as you can hear there, it is a, a, a class A piece of DVP, direct voice phenomena, that comes out of the item and calls me by my surname. 
Uh, there was a, an occasion a few weeks ago where people were doing the phone experiment in um, in that room where they left a phone on loudspeaker and they had the other phone in room six yeah. and they heard a goat noise come through the phone and it was captured on the roommate camera, um, which is horrendous, absolutely horrific. It came from within the room. But when you hear this phenomena come out of the box, um, it just blows your mind. And I was already in a very heightened sense of uh, fear at, at that moment because something had happened with Harry. Um, other stuff was happening in the corridor that we just couldn't, we, we didn't know what it was because we were locked in these rooms. Um, and I just lost my head completely with it. And uh, I had a, a real fit of, of, of rage that, that just, I wanted to get out. I, I hate this item. I spend spend very little time in that room uh, because it does. It scares me. It, I'll openly admit it really, really does affect me in a way that I don't want it to. And I just don't want to spend time with this thing. With, with that, with that scene, you, you see, like you, you're quite laid back, cool to talk to, you know. But that scene, you you see some kind of like the aggression coming out of you with this particular item do you believe it it's the spirit that's making you like that or were you fully aware of you know your reaction watching it back what you know yeah I, mean, I, I was aware that i was getting pissed off and i was aware of what i was saying and what i shouted uh, i remember kicking the wall i remember screaming to the guys to let me out um so it's not that i'm not aware it's just a bit of a, a fog if that makes sense um but I, I mean, it's a personal experience, isn't it? So I can't, I can't claim that that's evidence of the paranormal. What is evidence of the paranormal is, is it saying moss, um, mm. you know? But the, the grey stall is the most documented haunted item out there in the world. Um, not even the Annabelle doll has got the amount of evidence that has that has come from the grey stall, and it's all there on video for people to see uh, yeah. over. How many years since since two thousand eighteen? What five five years? Um, the the amount of times that that it has produced evidence is insane. Yeah. So there's another one here on the grey star, which uh, where she says, "I am the devil." Again, it was taken from your TikTok. So you not like this? No. I am the devil. Yeah, so that one was captured uh, well, about four years ago now in its previous home at Tattenholt Hall. And as you can hear, it is the same voice, but captured in a different way. Uh, and that is the most impressive thing about this thing, is that you could easily debunk spirit boxes and class it as radio and things like that. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge believer in spirit boxes, to be honest with you, but when it's the same voice captured time and time and time again, whether it is direct voice phenomena in the room with people coming out of the box, whether it's through a device, whether it's EVP, it has all happened. Um, but there are other voices that come out of this thing as, as well, um, which is even more disturbing. And this is when I was going back to what you were saying earlier, Nando, is that like, this is the closest thing to a demonic manifestation that I could 
possibly get my head around, but I'm not willing to sit here and say it is a demonic attachment because it it, it hurts my belief system. I, I think when it's coming up with something saying I'm the devil, it, it's got to alter your thinking and thinking this could be something, you know, not normal when, when you're getting it, that sort of it's not normal. The, the, the whole thing is paranormal. Um, it's not normal at all, but it requires further investigation. De definitely. Rob? Yeah, uh, I'm just going through the questions here and, and the comments that people are saying, mate. Uh, so here's one from Thomas. Let's have a look. Danny, you captured the soul of Pendle beautifully with your cin cinematograph. Have I said that right? Cinematography. So, of music, great work. That's a nice comment. Thank you very you much. Thomas is, um, Thomas is a great guy, actually. He's he's um, a genealogist, so he's currently doing a lot of work on the uh, the people who were involved in the Pendle Witch Trials. Um, Thomas Potts, who, who's pro who wrote, wrote the book, uh, The Wonderful Discovery of Witches, Um he, he is a huge part of the Pendle Witch Trial, and, and Thomas does some absolutely incredible work to do with that. The, the historical evidence that this guy gets is seconds and on. That's uh, Lynn Peters has said, Liz, have you been to the catacombs? No, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm claustrophobic. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wendy, who... Um, came on uh, Facebook earlier wanted to know exactly what time she said something really nice that she only follows British paranormal channels and she's from America so that's uh, that's good to know you know just um, with, with equipment you know you've spoken about the equipment that you like when, when looking at you know different equipment out there it's evolved so much you know into the mobile industry as well now but is there a piece of equipment that you look at that you feel, in your opinion, doesn't belong in the paranormal field? Phone apps. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's would that include like necrophonic as well? Because you know that still is it just because it's built to do that, or do you think some paranormal can still work through these apps? So I uh, one afternoon um, I spent four hours with uh, the necrophonic app playing. Okay. Uh, I wrote down everything that I thought that it had said. Uh, I then filmed myself doing it and played back the video, and it sounded nothing like what I originally thought it had said. And the Necrophonic app can give you a very, very classic case of audio pareidolia. Um, and I would urge anyone who, who works with it and believes in it. I, I'm not here. I'm going to tell people not to use it. It's not my, not my place to do that. No. If you want to do it, that, that's absolutely fine. Um, some people believe in it. But if you were to put this thing to someone like Dr. Cal Cooper, who is, or, or Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, very well-known parapsychologists who are very, very scientific, there's yeah. no way in hell they are ever going to validate this as a, a a piece of valid paranormal piece of investigation equipment because for the exact reason I've just said, film yourselves. Film yourselves and 
you will hear the difference immediately. Once you hear something come out, you then play it back and timestamp everything, and you will quickly understand that it is a lot of audio pareidolia going on. You you you, uh, you hear things that sound like certain things, um, but the Necrophonic app, once you understand the fundamentals of it and how it works, it's all phonetic speech sound banks and audio book sound banks that have been implanted into the device. There's one called the Demonivox, um, which absolutely grates my gears, that one, because once you actually uh, uncover what, what it's made with, it's a storybook on demonic attachment and demonic hauntings. So every other word that comes out of it will be something to do with a demon or Satan or the devil. Um, you can't really class that as, it, it's just fluke in my opinion. Like, is anybody here with us? The devil. Yeah. <laughs> Your equipment is an audio book about the devil. Um, so it, it's, it's common sense that that word is going to come through. Um, and I think just people need to look into how these phone apps are, are made, like, you know, the SLS one. They, they are for entertainment purposes, these phone apps. The, the, the guys don't have, the guys who create these don't have to put on there for entertainment purposes only, but they do it because it is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. And on, and on the point about um, Sarah's just asked, what about um, SLS cameras, the Hound Hound ones? What are your thoughts on those as? equipment so yeah the, the, the proper built sls cameras um using using the the connect software i think they are so prone to false positives um but my advice if you were going to use one put it on a tripod so it's stable and then if it picks up on anything moving across the screen while it's while it's uh, in a stable position then you may be onto something yeah but I mean, these things map coat hangers. Uh, I could turn one now round some of the door behind me and it will probably map a figure. Um, they are very, very renowned for false positives um, because their whole identity is that the whole fund fundamentals of these things is to try and map a human figure. Um, so it will constantly mistake it. But you rule out those false positives if you get it on a stable tripod and you, you stabilize the background and uh, baseline test it, then if anything moves across like a figure that's not there, it's going to be a point of interest. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think this is from Sarah as well. Um, and Sarah's basically said, taking a random celebrity with you on a ghost hunt would make a great TV show. She'd love to see someone like Eamon Holmes or Paul Hollywood scream like a girl. Is that something you thought of doing, inviting someone... Uh, I did a show back in, uh, yeah, it was at the end of 2018, I think, um, Celebrity Ghost Hunt Live uh, with Rylan Clark. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's funny, it's funny stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always open. It, it was something we were going to actually do for the hotel is get some, you know, um, some decent celebrities in, not, you know, not Love Island people and things like that. Um, and, and have them work, but people with genuine interest in the paranormal. Uh, I was actually scheduled to do um, a show. We, we had it pitched out a couple of years ago now um, to places like ITV2 where Scarlett Moffat and myself were going to do what's called a paranormal pub crawl, 
So you started the, the tip of Scotland and worked your way all the way down um, oh, wow. south of England doing every paranormal pub, but channels just weren't interested in it. They didn't want it. So wow. uh, it's, it's, it's one that got away, unfortunately. But I would have loved to have been involved in that because Scarlet Moffat's big into her sort of the conspiracies and her, her myths and legends and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Earlier on in the green room, you you mentioned that our guest who we've got coming on next week is coming to do um, My Haunted Hotel with you next week. Um, If someone like Sam and Colby or uh, the Paranormal Twins or Zach said about coming to the hotel, would you let them come? I mean, it, it, that's not just my decision. Uh, that is a, a joint decision between the three of us that, that you know, we, we always argue the points for and the points against. Um, we did a, a, an interview with Laney and Ben, which obviously I discussed with you guys in the green room, which the first thought was absolutely not, no way. But Ben said to us and guaranteed to us that it was just about the hotel and um he's, he's interviewing loads of people now about their journey nothing to do with with what they were go had going on which i think everybody knows was was not paranormal um so i mean look we're open to everybody unless they're gonna damage the hotel in any way um especially open to, to working with skeptics so yeah next week we've got uh, mark from psi and Beardo coming into the hotel to do an an episode where we invite skeptics into the hotel because what better way to prove what's going on is real than to have skeptical guys in there? But you know, we are skeptical ourselves, and not a lot of people really will realize this by just watching the YouTube show is that we actually debunk a hell of a lot of our own footage and the guests who come in. Um uh, you know, it, it's a decision that would, would be jointly made. Uh, I would be hesitant about certain people coming into the hotel. Well, with, um, you know, with the the filming stuff, you know, how much time does it take for you to go through the editing? And, you know, what work does it take to place the scenes and everything before you air it out? You know, is does that take a lot of your time as well, like the background stuff? Oh, well, we are on a very quick turnaround to the hotel, so um, you, it's, a, it's a week. <laughs> um, so I will start filming um, the week earlier on a, on a Wednesday night, and the episode will be out on the following Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Uh, and then, obviously, the YouTube every Sunday as well. Uh, the YouTube show resumes on the 23rd of July. Uh, so there's actually two episodes um one episode every week on the VHX, two episodes every fortnight. So, uh, yeah, hell of a, a quick turnaround. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just the way we work. It's it's fast. It's, it's you know, it's, it's full-on fast, 15-hour wow. days sometimes. So Bradley has asked, where did you get your spirit coin from? everybody's asking me this and everyone's going to get one eventually. Uh, I got it online. That's all I'm saying. The amount of people that have asked for one of these spirit coins, um, they'll be all over the paranormal soon. I bet you're anything. You can Uh, find them online. They're dead easy to be fair. (laughs) Uh, Lynn has asked, uh, who do you admire most in the paranormal world? Lots of people. Um, 
I, I enjoy working with most people in the paranormal. Um, this is the best thing about the hotel. It's open to everybody to come and work with, um, it, you know, as long as you're respectful, which most people are. Um, you know, I, I, I admire you two fellas sat here uh, for inviting me on. I admire everybody that I've, I've worked with in previous shows. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of a lot of people I admire in the paranormal, and um, I've I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of really nice people, and especially here in the UK as well. Uh, Wendy has uh, in in answer to my question, she's put, please not the twins. <laughs> so she clearly isn't a fan of the twins. <laughs> no comment. So not getting involved. <laughs> um, so. You know, you, you're doing a lot with My Haunted Hotel, The Haunted Hunts. Where, where do you see yourself going next? Is there stuff that you've got in the pipeline that you're thinking of doing? Or or have you got improvements for the hotel that you want to do? Where are you sort of heading? Uh, so, yeah, the, the Haunted Hunts, is uh, it's got a green light for a second series on Prime, which is great. Um, the... The, the, the show was revamped completely compared to what we, we used to do um, because we had a discussion um, with the production and obviously uh, the guys at Prime as well. And we wanted to do a more realistic, sceptical show. And uh, we've, we've been lucky enough to be allowed to do that. So, yeah, uh, there will be a second series of The Haunted Hunts. Maybe not this year. It could possibly be next year, to be honest with you. The hotel is just going to go and go and go. And then the idea then is to go to um, another location and it will be uh, my haunted asylum or my haunted mansion, things like that. So it will then be a whole new show based on the same format. Uh, I have my own online paranormal show, which is very personal to me, which is ongoing. Uh, that's the paranormal investigator. And yeah, we, we you know, I'm, I'm in talks with, various other productions as well which obviously I, I won't be allowed to speak speak about in this live um but yeah it's ongoing I'm, I'm constantly involved in stuff constantly going and um i just i want to fly the flag now for a change in in paranormal tv and if others can get on board that are in my position i would be very very grateful for that um i just can't see that happening unfortunately um and it's a massive massive shame so if me and Nando were to say, right, we're going to book and come up, what room would you suggest we stay in? Two, five or six. Okay, interesting. They're the, they're the three most active rooms in the hotel. Um, five is amazing. I, I, I've got a real uh, loving with room five. Um, I, I had an amazing piece of activity happen to me there a few months ago. So I have uh, a clip from your TikTok on Room 5, which was The Voice. So I'll play that for everyone. Uh, this is Room 5 Tuesday Sessions. Mm -hmm. What? Brett, I don't know if you can hear me, I've just heard a voice in here.
Right, I've just heard a voice in here. I will happily admit that at this point I have completely bottled it, as I hear a woman in the corner of room five say hello to me. Tuesday sessions. Tuesday sessions. Yeah, Nando can sleep in that room. That's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I like how honest you are with your wording. Like, uh, I'm going to be honest. I totally bottled it. You know. Oh, drop the bollock. <laughs> Absolutely drop one. I'm not going to lie. It, it was horrendous. <laughs> it, it, it's great. You, you know, you you just give your honest reaction. You don't play it up or anything. You just go with what you're feeling. And you just have to admit what's going on. And it's, um, but it's amazing. It's very clear as well. Like the hello is very, very, very clear in the background. And you're not even really doing anything yet. So, you know, you're just getting the camera set up and saying what room you're in. Um, oh, that's crazy. That is. It's, it's, it's not just happened to me. It's happened to, to uh, multiple people. It happened to Harry. It's happened to guests. Uh, it's it, For me, it's better when it happens to guests because they're the guys who are coming to investigate we're there all the time so we you know we're lucky but um yeah it is a surreal thing like hearing somebody in the room speak to you and nobody there <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you had um not so much paranormal investigators because we know that we're going into somewhere and we're there to that's what we're there to investigate and get that sort of evidence but do you have guests that stay um that have seen the show and then they've stayed you know, they're staying overnight and it's been too much for them that they've had to sort of check themselves out at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened uh, multiple occasions. Um, it's, it's well documented how many times people leave the hotel in the middle of the night. Uh, we had all we had four rooms booked in one night and all four of them left at the same time because uh, <laughs> we captured it in the floor below. Someone ran through the function room there's obviously nobody there. You just hear the footsteps run and uh, all four rooms bottled it and left. Wow. So Wendy's asking if, if room seven's open yet? End of this month, Wendy. There we go. There's your answer on that one, Wendy. And and the people that have had to check out, are they the ones that are coming quite sceptical about the paranormal or has it been a mixture of different people that have come in and left and... Yeah, a, a real mixture, really. Some some sceptical uh, people have left, and uh, you know, it, 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 they're there on their own overnight. Do you know what I mean? Like, Harry lives close by; you can be there if there's an emergency. But the whole point is that they're left on their own. And filmed. oh, so you don't actually stay there with them? Then no, you actually no, no, let no. them experience it for the wow. That that now that changes the game a little bit. When you're saying about me going up there, I thought you guys would be there still, no, like, no. Rob. You don't, know, I think, don't pussy out, Nando. Come on, let me think the, the the situation. We'll come back to that. Yeah, I, I was cool if I, I thought with you guys being there, I'd be like, ah, that's all right, I can deal with that. But being left there, we we stay till about two o'clock, and sometimes Brett stays overnight if if he uh, if he can't get a lift home. But most of the time, the, the guests are just left there on their own. Um, but Harry. Harry can be in the building in about a minute and a half if he needs to be. Um, but that, that's the whole point is that, that real people are having a real experience and it's all it's all filmed. Obviously, any guests who want their cameras turning off overnight, that's absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, most people appreciate that they're there to be filmed 
yeah overnight it's it's a 12 hour lockdown you you're in the building and you're filmed don't tell him how long it is because he's definitely doing this <laughs> oh we'll, we'll, we'll have a chat in the background afterwards about that we see where i'll tell you what you can take sarah because i know sarah would be up for it you know but but no i think it's a it's a great concept you know that what you're doing with my haunted hotel and the fact that you're quite open to have different backgrounds in from skeptics and everything because i was asking you you know would that you know having someone that is quite skeptical and they debunk a lot you know but you're quite open to all that because you were saying you're quite skeptical to a lot of things as well yourself you know yeah i mean look we get we get loads of real avid believers coming um obviously it's 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 you know it's the top place for paranormal enthusiasts but i have to sometimes say to them well guys look this is what we do and when when we brief them before we send them upstairs brett harry and i will say our job tonight is to be party poopers and we will debunk your footage for you we're sat in a control room watching all 24 cameras so we will radio through and go, guys, look, this isn't paranormal. This this came from another room. This came from outside. That is part of the job. Um, and, you know, people, people are really appreciating that. And it's a real fresh take on paranormal content is that there is a lot of debunking. And we show why it's debunked and what the source was. Um, but then it also swings the other way as well that we can check all the cameras and if we can't explain it, it's like, wow, that is a, a real unexplainable moment. And then, you know, when you capture what we captured last week, um, there's just no denying it. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. See, Nando, if Sarah can do 10 times, I'm sure you can do once. Yeah, but let me tell you, the difference with me and Sarah, I love Sarah to bits. I'll open the image. She's got a bigger pair than I have. She always has done. And that's that's the way it is. So, you know, if Sarah wants to do it, she can crack on. I don't mind. <laughs> but no, it's been it's um it's awesome. Uh, any other questions that you want to ask, Rob? If you can investigate anywhere in the world, where would you want to investigate? Uh, Huska Castle, Transylvania. Oh, nice. That would be. That would be good. Do you, do you think you ever go overseas to do investigation, like the asylums over in America and things like that? Is that on the table for you to maybe venture out of the UK and do something? Yeah, it, it, yeah. But I mean, something to 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 run a production like that is very very expensive. It's, it's expensive enough over here as it is to to hire out locations. And the minute you say to them filming, they whack another thousand pounds on top of that anyway. Um, so to you know to to actually fund a trip to America uh, for two three weeks, location costs, travel, accommodation, food, everything that's it's it's going to be a, a twenty thousand pound job. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and and we would we would need to hire in more production equipment as well. Like we have a, a hell of a lot here, but we would have to hire more to to cover how big a project that would be, and. <clears throat> I'm not going to start putting things out and, and my productions are not going to start going, oh, well, let's do a crowdfunding and, and see what we can get. Like, I appreciate massively that uh, Dakota and, and Chelsea and all those guys from Destination Fear got cancelled from Discovery Plus and then did their YouTube show. 
But to do the crowdfunder that they did and to earn that amount of money was insane. It was absolutely astronomical amounts of money. That I think it was over $60,000 that they earned from a crowdfunder. And, and that's great. I find that very, very unethical to do that. And uh, that's not something I would do. Um, it would make my job a hell of a lot easier, believe me. But I already run two subscriptions. Um, you know, the hotel's got a subscription and the Haunted Hunts has got a subscription. That's enough. And, and that pays to allow the show to continue. But the minute you start asking for crowdfunders, uh, there will always be someone in the paranormal that turns around and goes, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Absolutely not. And uh, I, I can kind of see where they're coming from. I, re I really yeah. can. No, definitely. Um, someone's asked, would you go back to Pendle Hill? Yes. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Is there, is there a location that you've done that, that you wouldn't go back to or you didn't, you know, it didn't fit what you do in the paranormal? Uh, yeah, but Paul Park Asylum in North Wales was a, was a big one for me because uh, um, it, it really just didn't feel nice or safe in there at all. Uh, I, I've said for years I wouldn't go back, but I probably would now, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cases, private cases I've taken on that I wouldn't do again. Uh, there was a case that we did for this this uh, this series of the haunted hunts that uh, showed the effects that mediums can have on on this household. I wouldn't go back there again simply because they're still inviting mediums over, and I just don't agree with with what's going on. They called me in for help. Um, I, I gave them my opinion and, and they're still continuing to go down the line that I told them not to go down. So uh, that would be when would that one be out to watch? The one with the mediums. Your... That's that's available now. That's uh, episode three of the Haunted Hunts on Amazon Prime. I'm gonna have to have a watch of that then. Yeah. That that that'd be interesting to see the sort of you know how what what you've gone through and you know how you've documented that. Um, so that'd be cool. Uh, Sarah Evans says, "Have you been to Plasteg in North Wales?" That's where I. Uh, that's where I did my training. <laughs> that's where I did all my uh, early early stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, incredible place. Uh, Lynn said her first experience with you was Newsham. Newsham Park, cool, cool place. <laughs> I've known Lynn for a long time. She's a lovely woman. Brilliant. Paul Park is an amazing place. Please go back, take Harry with you. Uh, there was a question I just saw. What are your thoughts on 30 East Drive? Well, that's another controversial one. Um, I've got to admit, I, I am not a believer in it at all. Um, I spoke to too many people that I, I trust in the paranormal who have been there and just said that it, it is all very, very overhyped. Um, if I was to ever investigate 30 years Drive, it would be for one reason only, and that would to be put out a debunk episode. Uh, I would happily be proved wrong. Um, and if I genu genuinely witnessed something in there, I would hold my hands up and say it, absolutely. But I just don't think that would happen um i believe i know what's going on in the location uh the people i've spoke to 
believe they know what's going on in the location. And I just think it's one of them places that has been, you know, maybe there is something going on there. Maybe there is. Who knows? But why is it so hyped? Why is it being said to be, the you know, the UK's most haunted house? I just don't believe that that is the case. Um when you know when you work at somewhere like the hotel where you're constantly documenting evidence, why if the guy's in 30 East Drive, why is the next door neighbor who deals with all the bookings, why has he not got cameras up 24-7 in there to document all this activity? Um, I just don't understand why that's not happened if if it's supposed to be the most haunted place in the UK. So we're we're both going there in September. Um literally so before fine, yeah. Yeah, uh, September the 5th, we go 30 East Drive yeah. before the festival. So we'll let you know what we get, if anything. Um, I know it's your first time. My first time, yeah. Nando's been before, I believe. We, 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 we went, um, and I've said this before, um, I do believe there's something in there. You know, you can just, like when you went to the, build, the, the house, you know, there's something eerie about it. Maybe it's just the, the way it's been left. Um, but throughout the night, there there was like something, I believe, something there. But do I believe it's as much as what people claim to be? And I've been honest, in my opinion, I don't think it's as haunted as what people might say. But, yeah. you know, again, it could be one of those nights that we didn't get a lot compared to other people. It's one that you really need to, I do think it's one of those vacations, you need to spend more than one day in there to really build a true you know, um, like a portfolio, shall we say, to get true evidence over a long period, like you do at My Haunted Hotel. You're picking up stuff on a 24-hour basis, and I think that's what's needed with something like East Drive. Yeah, but... I, I don't, I just don't understand the logic behind not putting cameras in there for, that, that can go all the time. Because, like, like you just said, you can't, you can't just turn up on one investigation and expect miracles to happen. Uh, and I really do think that the paranormal in general now needs to move into this long-term investigation. Um, it's, it's, it, that's what it requires. Yeah, I think that's that's what we do. Like when we when we do our events or we do our investigations, we go back to the same locations. It's not because we're just you know we're boring and doing the same thing. It's because every time we go, we 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 seem to pick up something new or something you know, that we've not had before. And you're building more and more of a picture of what's gone on in these locations. And I think that's what's important because some nights, I don't know if you've had it as well, Danny, but there's some nights you go to these locations and it's completely flat, like nothing happens at all. So it is like you've just got to keep going and keep going until you you, you start getting that evidence and everything. The, the hotel is quiet so often. Like, but, but what people don't realise is they're seeing like a... On, on YouTube and, and the VHX and stuff, you, you're seeing a highlight reel of, of things that have happened in the week or over hours and hours and hours. It doesn't just happen like that. And the people who've been will know that it is quiet. But there's a reason why the Warrens and there's a reason why Harry Price did these long-term investigations. Um, you know, look at the, the Borley Rectory as a, a prime example and, and how Price spent such long periods of time in there because that's what you need and it's hard nowadays because these places charge a phenomenal amount of money yeah de definitely no, that's fair enough 
Well, well, we'll see, and we can let you know when we come to the festival what you know, it's going to be my first time, so it's going to be interesting to to see what 38 East Drive does. So, yeah, it should be fun. No, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, and it'll be good because we can feed back to you, and then you can give us your honest opinion when we we see you at the festival. You know, we can. I'll, I'll probably be drunk in all honesty at the festival. <laughs> I, I, I think that. Do you know what? To be fair, I think it's going to be a great, especially the masquerade ball. I think everyone's going to, going to let loose and have a good time. Um, but what are you looking forward to with the festival, the unexplained? I, I, I don't really do paranormal conventions. Um, it's, it's not something I do. And this year, I just thought I would, you know, with the opening of the hotel where so many paranormal people come and, and I see how much they enjoy working with us, I just thought I'd give something back a little bit because, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to Lancaster Castle with a, like a bit of a Parry Unity event. Um, I'll, I'll go to the festival. I am just enjoy, enjoy, you know, meeting people like you guys, other people in the paranormal, all the guests that are going. Uh, Karen and Rach actually came to the hotel, so it was great to meet them in person. Uh, and, you know, there's some awesome people going, like Dave Schrader. Um, you know, it's it, all people from different backgrounds all having a good time. And that, at the end of the day, that's what it should be about. No, definitely. I spoke to um, Karen and Rachel after they spent um, some time at the hotel. And they were telling, telling me some of the stuff that happened while they were there. And, you know, it does, it, it's amazing. And they were shocked about what they they picked up as well. But it'd be great, you know, because you're going to be doing a um, a talk. Are you going to be talking about the hotel and, and how you got started with everything like that at the festival? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'm not even worked on anything at the moment. <laughs> uh, probably happened the night before. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, yeah, I will be talking about a, a number of different things, um, sort of the techniques that I've used, the, the hotel, uh, my journey, and then probably just a, a big Q&A, in all honesty, uh, for people to ask their questions. Because I just think sometimes if you, if you listen to someone waffling on for 10, 15 minutes, um, you know, you, you want to ask your own questions, and I just think that that's probably uh, the, the best thing to to do on this kind of uh, event. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, I'll let you answer that one because you can say it better than me. So it's the Festival of the Unexplained. Um, it's going to be held at Bosworth Hall, um, and it is uh, in September. It's Thursday to the Sunday, and if I'm right, is it? Oh. Sarah, help me out. 14th to the 17th. The 14th to the 17th. So basically what it is, it's um, an event over a course of the weekend where there's going to be a private investigation for people that have bought the angelic tickets. So everyone's going out on an investigation. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, there's going to be speakers there. So like Danny's going to be a speaker, Dave Schrader, Neil Story. Um, then the Masquerade Ball where everyone's going to have a drink and have a dance and have fun. And then, yeah, it's just a great event. It's going to be a great event. A lot of great speakers there. And it's going to be great to hear people's stories. And, you know, so, yeah, so I believe there is still some day tickets left. And Sarah's just put the link into the comments. So, yeah, so if you want to sit, meet Danny in person, uh, come and say hello. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be fun for us to get to meet you in person as well. We'll have a beer or 10. Yes. yes, well, yeah. probably uh, 
I'm a, I'm a bit of a lightweight, so I'll be like two, three, and then I'll be out. So <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, don't worry, you you have more fun with Sarah. She she can keep up with you guys. Me, I'm not I'm not that not that well equipped with all that stuff. Too old, mate. Too old. But no, it'll be a great event, though. It'll definitely yeah, be great. Absolutely. So uh, I think we we wrap it up. What I do, Danny, if you'd like to plug your hotel, I've put the link at the bottom. So plug away all you like. Um, yeah, then... just give us a bit of a shout where people can find all your stuff if they haven't seen your stuff before. Yeah, guys, uh, dead dead easy. Uh, myhauntedhotel.com. Uh, that's that's where you can book your night at the hotel. You've got links there to the subscription. You've got links to the YouTube. Uh, you can watch my online show, uh, the Paranormal Investigator.vhx.tv. Uh, that's a very simple one to watch. You just sort of pay a pound an episode and you can stream it on any device. And then uh, the, the Haunted Hunts is on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure if Paranormal Captured is on Discovery Plus in the US. Uh, I'm not too sure. But yeah, there's all my stuff anyway, guys. And um, thank you so much. No, thank, thank you very much for having a chat with us. Yeah, um, it's been great, you know, just getting to know you a bit more. Um, I'm just going to say I'm, I look forward to seeing you in September. We'll have a good chat and have a good weekend. But thank you for tonight. Um, Cheers, up that one. So there is a uh, My Haunted Hotel fan group. So if anyone wants to go and follow that, I, I, I'm on it. So, yeah, that's how we're streaming on there as well tonight. So thank you very much. Danny, I'll put you in the green room and we'll have a chat after. All right. Cheers, Thank mate. Thank you very much, Danny. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Wow. wow. Another great show. So uh, now we're going to book our tickets for the hotel. Let, let, let's just like, let's just keep this. Maybe you and Sarah need to have a chat about the hotel. I'm still a bit like, we'll see. There's some crazy things going on in that hotel and, uh, I don't know yeah. if I'm ready to step into that yet. Sarah's there, see? I know, she's like, yeah. Sarah's up for it. So you <laughs> Everyone's telling us. Yeah. Um, like say thank you to everyone coming in the room. That was the highest we've had for, for one session. I think it hit 50 at one point on just on here. So I'm really impressed with that. Uh, Sarah's you know not to be a pussy. Well, anyway, we'll move on from that, shall we? Um, but do you know, honestly, we, we know how busy Danny has been and for him to spend an hour and a half out to to have a chat with us has been great. Um, again, I'm sure everyone's seen Danny's work, but if you haven't, head over to um, his social media, you know, get booked in at the hotel. Um, maybe we will go. We'll, we'll see. Can, can we remove the pussy comment there, please, my friend? Thank sure. you. Well, I'm just, you know, the truth is... But I'm gonna I'm gonna say my goodbyes. So thank you very much. Uh, next week we have Beardo. Uh, so if you want to see uh, Mr. Debunker himself, uh, he is a legend. Um, go check out his YouTube um, and get your questions ready. Uh, it'll be a great evening. Definitely. But for now, thank you everyone, and enjoy your week. Ciao. <laughs>